On this edition of the Deseret News Youth Insiders Podcast, brought to you by Mr. Mack, the crew talks about Utah's trip to the Pac-12 championship game against Oregon. We talk a little Morgan Scally, a little hoops, a little volleyball, that and more on the Deseret News Youth Insiders Podcast. This is Brian Holman, head coach, University of Utah men's lacrosse program, and you're listening to the Deseret News Youth Insiders Podcast. Welcome to yet another edition of the Deseret News Ute Insiders Podcast. I'm Dirk Facer, joined by three guys today, Joe Coles, Jody Genesee, and Austin Facer. Good to have you here, guys. Good to be here. Good to be here. All right, let's talk football. I understand there's a little excitement going up on the hill right now. Uh, Just so you know, folks, we are taping this uh, Tuesday afternoon before the latest uh, college football playoff rankings come out. It's anticipated with Alabama's loss that Utah may move up to number five, but then there's the conspiracy theory that Oklahoma might jump them. So we'll find out later today. But irregardless, Utah is really in a good position right now. And one thing they do need to do is beat Oregon. Jody, uh, that's what it comes down to. They have to keep winning, don't they? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it. Ever since they lost to USC, that's been the mantra this year. They they just had no room for error. It turns out they had to run the table. And if they want to be in it, they I mean, now you're looking at you have to win not only to stay alive for the college football playoff, but also to um, earn your first trip ever to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And that, uh, Joe, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about the playoff, but the Rose Bowl is a pretty nice uh, consolation prize if that doesn't materialize, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, I think the number one goal right now is to get to the playoff, but if that doesn't work out, um, the first ever trip to the Rose Bowl would be pretty nice. Austin, uh, Utah has been on a roll in these eight games. They've won handily. Do you think that USC game served as a wake-up call? And, and I know Bradley and I this week said if they played them again, he knows they could take USC. The way they yeah. put up numbers, yeah, I, think I, oh, I, I totally that. agree with Bradley and I for sure. And yeah, I mean, there's no other way to categorize what they've been able to do since the USC game. It was they came out really slow against the Trojans. They let that uh, third or fourth stringer, uh, you know, really kind of punch them in the mouth. And since then, you know, the Utes have been dominant, and it's it's been quite the ride. Jody, do you think uh, Kyle Whittingham says he'll never uh, buy into style points in that? But Utah's <laughs> winning these games by large margins, but it's not as if they're really running up the score, is it? They're just winning the games. Well, I think it's happening. Running up the score is a natural event. Of I mean, they're playing so well that you know they're they're scoring. I don't think they're going out of their way to pack on the points, but they're not. What they're doing, they're not like pushing down hard on the gas pedal, but they're not tapping on the brake either. Right. And but yeah. that I, I don't blame them because. Right now, because their strength of schedule is not as strong as Oklahoma's or Baylor's or some of these other teams, they have to get some attention in one way or the other. That's that's why that UCLA blowout was so, I think it was important that they won by s- such a big margin. Joe, a lot of has been said, you remember that UCLA-Washington State game, literally anything's possible too. Do you kind of buy into the theory that Utah has to create a good buffer zone there because of what happened in that UCLA-Washington State game? Kind of a reminder that uh, no lead is safe. Yeah, in the Pac-12, no team is ever out of it, especially a championship game when both teams are trying to get a Rose Bowl, in Utah's case, trying to get to the playoffs. Um, You have to keep your foot on the gas pedal, and I think Kyle will do that. Austin, Oregon obviously learned a lesson with Arizona State about that, too. I mean, there's a million examples out there, but why do you think Utah hasn't really been in a situation like that? I mean, they've won these games handily. I mean, it just comes down to the all-around play on both sides of the ball. Tyler Huntley's been great. The defense has been really good. Um, Yeah. 
I mean, it, it, I think they've just really learned from seeing other teams in the Pac-12 lose leads and whatnot, you know, how to how to play against these opponents, and they're doing a great job. And, you know, guys like Bradley and I, four or five guys, Zach Moss and I, that decided to come back for this opportunity. And, you know, I asked Kyle Whittingham at the press conference yesterday, and he talked about, you know, it's a long road to get back to the championship game. And it's kind of ironic that they're 11-1, and but they needed to win eight straight games just to get to the Pac-12 championship game in a supposed down year for the conference. Jody, do you find that unique or interesting? Yeah, I mean, I was going back to an earlier conversation we had in this podcast at the beginning of the season. We didn't, none of us thought it would take this many wins to, right. to get the South Division title. Uh, but, you know, they were fortunate the USC tripped up a couple of times. But losing that first game of the conference, I mean, that really put the Utes behind the eight ball. And I, I was wondering... I don't think they'd be as good of a team if they hadn't lost that game. Because I think that lit a fire underneath them, and I think that they have just been uh, raring to go ever since then just to prove something. Yeah, I mean, that was such an uncharacteristic game, especially defensively, that USC was able to do what they did to Utah's secondary, and boy, nothing even close has happened since. You know, Utah's dominated. Um, we're talking about the defense. Morgan Scally, defensive coordinator, finalist for the Broyles Award. Jody and I covered, covered him back in his Highland High days. We've known Morgan for years and years. That kid's a winner no matter what he does, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I jokingly say that I made him because I, I named him the uh, first ever Deseret News Mr. Utah Football. But he is a sensational player. In high school, he was great on both, on, on in all three aspects. He's a great right. special teams player, specialist. great offensive player, great defensive player. But you, we were looking at his resume yesterday and he is, I mean, he is just a smart guy. He's a Utah man through and through. Uh, I think he's well-deserved for this award, and, and I don't know if he's quite ready for a head coaching position. I think he would do well. I wouldn't mind seeing him stay and, and get more experience underneath Kyle Whittingham and maybe replace him eventually. Hey, Joe, do you think uh, Morgan should be the next head coach of the Utes? Um, I, I think it's his job to lose, um, honestly. I think he's sort of the next head coach in waiting. You never know with with the national head coaching search with a job as prestigious as Utah's, but I think it's his if he wants it. Austin, you've known Morgan for a long time, too. And, oh, yeah. Uh, he's been described as the Utah man, a Utah man. What do you think? It's a natural fit, do you think, for him to step in and Kyle Whittingham's done? It makes too much sense for it to not become a reality at some point. You know, I, I think I wouldn't even be surprised to see Morgan maybe step away from the program, see if he can learn something else in the head coaching role, but I, I have almost no doubt in my mind that he's going to be the next head coach at Utah after Kyle's days are done. Jody, how hot of a commodity is he? Is he, you know, there's openings regionally like at New Mexico and UNLV and such, but uh, I kind of see him as a better fit, like you said, to, to stay at Utah. But do you think he's going to get approached by a lot of teams? I think he will. I mean, I think they would be silly not to. I look at what his defense is doing and, and how well he's coached them over the years and the progression that these guys have made. He showed that he can help develop players. He's got good schemes. He's he's a, a guy that's passionate and fired up. He's young. He's intelligent. I think he's a very attractive uh, <laughs> very attractive man. I was, I was going to joke. Like yeah. myself. Yeah. He's a very attractive, yeah, I'm looking at a very attractive man right now, Dirk Facer. Uh, and Joe and Austin. Man, what a crew we got in here today. No, but Morgan is a very attractive head coach. I mean, he's a good guy. He's a solid citizen. I, I think he has everything you'd want in a head coach, so I think these other teams would be crazy if they didn't look at him. But he is a Salt Lake City guy. Born and raised here. Highland High Star. Mr. Football from the Deseret News. You University of Utah, All-American, assistant coach with the Utes, defensive coordinator. I mean, everything. He's a Utah guy. I mean, do you honestly see any 
reason for him to leave? Because it seems like he can have everything he wants here unless he's just itchy to be a head coach right away. Well, I mean, if he gets an opportunity to be a head coach, I, I yeah, I come home to for Christmas or, or I guess not for Christmas because they're or for busy Crown for a burger bowl. or something good. <laughs> yeah, A uh, and W up in the Highland area, maybe. Uh, Can but, I put no. a plug in for my friends at the Grove Deli? Great food. Okay, <laughs> <There you> anyway. <laughs> No, but I, I think if he gets an attractive offer, you, you'd have to consider it. Uh, having covered the Utah Jazz for a long time, this kind of reminds me of Dennis Lindsay. Dennis Lindsay was a, a a complete Texas guy throughout his entire career. He played for Baylor. He coached with uh, Houston, and he just with San Antonio. He was in their management, and and then all of a sudden the Jazz had a general manager opening, and they snagged him out. And now he's uh, a Utah with a Texas accent. So I I could see Morgan following a similar path if the right opportunity presents itself. Well, and it usually has dollar signs attached to it a lot of times, too. We can all be bought, can't we? I would like that problem. If anyone has I mean, any I'm money, a Kearns guy, me, and Harriman got me. me out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, Joe, Utah came in as the favorites to win the Pac-12 South. Expectations were high coming in, but they lived up to those expectations. Can you expand on that a little bit? I, I think Winningham did a good job of keeping the team grounded this year. I mean, every time he was asked about the college football playoff poll, he basically said, it has has no effect on the team. I think in years past, when Utah has had a high ranking, like 2015 against USC, they've sort of crashed and burned. But I think this year, he's done a good job of shutting out all the outside noise and keeping them focused one game at a time. Yes, Austin, um, there's a lot of good players on this team. There's rumors that there could be eight or nine draft picks and maybe even a dozen guys that are in NFL camps and such. Who gets credit for that? Is that Kyle Whittingham? I think the whole staff does. I mean, you look at what's happened on the offensive side of the ball, where Tyler Huntley's now considered to be like an NFL prospect, I think you have to give the credit to Andy Ludwig. Um, I think the guys on the defensive side of the ball, like uh, you know that entire defensive line, I think you look at guys like uh, Morgan Scally and you say, okay, they're they're responsible for that as well as much as anybody. I mean, I it's just an amazing coaching staff they have that's just as talented as well, the players. And it still comes down to the guy in charge though, because he made yeah, all the decisions sure. he, and hired them. He hired and, them. He did a good job. Yeah. And uh, you know he's he talked uh, you know he's talked often about the jump from the Mountain West to the Pac-12 was like scaling the Grand Canyon. And I asked him this week if you know he felt like he was safely on the other side. And of course you know the usual coach thing we're not com- you know likes where they're at, but you know. Know, they're not completely over the Grand Canyon, so to speak. They always have to keep working to stay where they are. Jody, can they sustain this success even though a lot of guys are going to leave after the season? Well, yeah. I mean, I look at last year and, you know, when, when Moss and Huntley both went down, they had a couple guys step in and they finished the season nicely with, with uh, some backups. And you look at this year, Brant Keithy is all of a sudden this offensive star. He's a sophomore out of nowhere. They've got, I, I think that they've embraced the, the that model that uh, the the strength of the Pac-12 and conferences, the P5 con- conferences, is the depth. So I, I believe that uh, they have a good stable of, of uh, good players. I don't think they'll be this competitive next year. I, that I mean, this is an amazing senior class. It, you just can't replace them. But I do think that they're not going to go from, from 1 or 2 down to 11 or 12. I think they've vaulted up into the upper echelon. Upper echelon. Yeah, I don't, you know, we want to see this be consistent for a few years, but I think they're up there. There now, 
especially now, you know, you see that shocking news out of Washington. I mean, they've got that consistency with the coaching right. staff now. Who knows what, without Chris Peterson what's going to happen with the Huskies. Well, and Joe, the league's kind of crazy if you think about it. I mean, Los Angeles, the two teams down there, you know, what's going to happen with Clay Helton? Uh, is Chip Kelly going to stay at UCLA? And why hasn't Chip Kelly won more? I mean, then you got Herm Edwards at Arizona State who seems to be doing some good things but had a young team this year. How do you see the Pac-12, maybe more specifically the Pac-12 South in the coming year? Um, I think Arizona State is going to take a big jump. I think Jaden Daniels did a good job this year as a true freshman. I think they're only going to get better. I think Herm Edwards, you know, some people laughed at him as a, as when he was announced as head coach. I think he's done a good job. I think they'll be the, the main challenger for Utah next year. USC is always good. They always have good recruiting. Um, UCLA hasn't impressed me as, as much as I thought uh, when they hired Chip Kelly. I mean, I knew it was going to be a slow process, but I think thought they'd be ahead of where they are now. Austin, how big of a loss is it to lose a Chris Peterson in the Pac-12? Uh, I mean, it's a huge loss for everybody except Kyle Whittingham because he had a really bad record against Chris Peterson, so I'm sure he's happy to see him go. I mean, obviously he got He's better. got a one-game winning streak. He does, him, that's true. <laughs> I was going to get to that. Yeah, he, he does have a one-game winning streak against uh, Chris Peterson, uh, but uh, other than that, he hadn't fared very well against him his entire career, so I'm sure he's uh, excited to not have to prepare against him. Well, and speaking of which, it was a year ago in Utah lost that uh, heartbreaking 10 to three game in the Pac-12 championship on that fluky touchdown, but uh, so I'm sure it's a good riddance. But you know, Whittingham did express uh, his respect for Chris Peterson, and you know they've had some good battles over the year, matching wits and such. Tis the season for dressing up. Visit Mr. Mac today and get suited up. Mr. Mac has the right suit for any occasion, including their designer collection. Suits by Calvin Klein, Michael Kors, Talia, and more. Styles from traditional, modern, or slim fit. Great-looking new suits have just arrived in an assortment of all colors and styles. Buy one designer suit and get an additional suit for just 100 bucks or a free sport coat. Mr. Mac offers fast, free alterations at all nine Mr. Mac stores. Let's jump to basketball, guys. How about those Utes? Uh, Utes picked up a win uh, after kind of a sluggish tournament, obviously, back east. Came home and beat UC Davis. Jody, uh, tell us about the Utes. You've seen them. Yeah, uh, they're they're an interesting team. I mean, speaking of uh, growing into uh, themselves, they right now the, this is a really young team. I mean, their oldest guys, their most experienced guys are sophomores, and they play like it. So, and they're but they're talented. So sometimes they're they're just going on these great runs. But we've seen in the last two home games just that inconsistency where they'll go on big runs, but then they've let their opponents come back. And eventually they, they need to get past that. So I, I think this is a really big challenge for them against BYU. They are going to be at home. I expect, you know, the Moss will be fired up and whatnot, but Cougars are going to have Yoli Childs. I think that's – I wouldn't be surprised if the Cougars get this one, but uh, that would be a huge win for, for Utah if they could get it. Speaking of the Moss. Our big expert here, Joe. Fans are going to be riled up for this game with the Cougars. It's been since, what, 2015 since BYU was in the Huntsman Center. How do you see things going? Do you think the Yoli Childs thing is going to be the uh, thing that uh, sways the outcome? Uh, I see the game going similar to how it played out last year. I think with Yoli coming out, uh, off his suspension, I think he's going to be fired up. I think he there might be a little bit of rust to start, but given how he dominated Utah last season, I think it'll be more of the same. BYU win. 
Austin, you see any punches being thrown this year? Uh, no, because uh, <laughs> a certain player uh, on the BYU side has left the program. So uh, no, I I think I think it'll be clean. I I know I don't know the relationship that uh, Larry and Mark Pope have, but uh, I'm sure they're civil. I'm sure they're nice to each other. I'm sure they want a good clean game. I I, I totally agree with Joe. I think it's going to be all BYU, but you know I'm sure it'll be. Civil. Here's what I like about uh, this Utah basketball team. So they go back in in South Carolina and at Myrtle Beach, and and they go one and two, and that was disappointing. But one of the things that uh, Coach Krasoviak told his team, he's like, "Hey, I need you guys to share the ball more. I need more passing, more team camaraderie on the court." And then they came out at U- against UC Davis and had 19 assists on 26 baskets, which is terrific. I mean, they listened to their coach, so that's a really good sign that these guys, you know, have a weakness. They get coached, and they immediately implement it. So I think that kind of bodes well for the future for this club. Suit up in style with Mr. Mack and Alema Harrington. Enter now to win a designer suit and accessories from Mr. Mack. One suit, shirt, tie, belt, sock, and shoe. Also an outfitting shopping experience with Alema during the remote December 11th. Alema will personally pick you out an outfit. Find Mr. Mack on Facebook or Instagram and enter to win. Compliments of Mr. Mack. Hey, let's jump over to volleyball a little bit. Utah got an NCAA bid. They were a little disappointed. I know they thought they had a chance to host, but they end up uh, going down the road to BYU to play. Jody, you were at the press conference. Uh, what do you think about Utah volleyball thinks they're just going to make the best of a situation that's about as good as it can get if you're not hosting at least you're 40 miles down the road? Yeah, exactly. I, Smith Fieldhouse, if anybody has not been there for a volleyball match, this would be a good opportunity because that place, whether you're a guest or uh, a home uh, fan, it is a rocking place. It's kind of a, an interesting shape, and it, it's just a fun place for volleyball. It's not ideal for the Utes, of course, because they're in Cougar land, but it's much better than having to travel somewhere else. It would have been fun for them to get the, uh, the to host a match. They've never finished as high as third in the Pac-12. This is a really good year for them. They, they swept the Southern California teams, which they had never done before. Beth Lanier is the Pac-12 coach of the year. Just a lot of good things are going on for the Utes, so it's a tough matchup against Illinois, but I I think that they could get to that second round matchup. BYU is really good, though, so that'll be a fun one if they get there. Yeah, you know, the way the, the bracketing worked out, Utah was kind of in a situation where they were playing almost a, an equally talented team in the first round, you know. It's, what are they, 16 seed against the 17 or something like that, but obviously the higher you're seeded, the better, but uh, they'll make the best situation. Joe, do you think they're good enough to win a match or two in the tournament? I think they are. I think uh, Bree Dorman and uh, Danny Drew sort of anchor that team. Um, I think it'll be a competitive match with Illinois, and then that BYU matchup, anything can happen. Yeah, well, it'll be a fun atmosphere, like Jody said. And if you go down there and watch a volleyball match, it really is kind of a, a wild atmosphere for Provo. Here, here's the good thing: is their their first match is at 4 p.m. on Friday, so you can watch the volleyball match and you know get home or wherever you're going to go watch the football game at six in time. So it's a win-win. Maybe that'd be a fun Friday afternoon for the Utes. Hey, you gotta like it. Hey, let's wrap this thing up, guys. Let's do some predictions. Austin, how do you see the Pac-12 championship game going? between Utah and Oregon. I think it's going to be a Utah blowout. I'm going to say 35-13 to 13 for the Utes. Ooh. Will uh, Bradley and I get to uh, Justin Herbert and get that sack record? I think he will. I think he'll get to him twice. Ooh, there wow. you go. Joe, what is your thoughts on the game? Say 28-14 Utah. What do you think? Uh, Zach Moss, is he going to uh, get the 100 yards rushing? Yep. 
How many? Let's let's put you on the spot and have you come up with a number. I think he gets 120. 120. Okay. Jody, prediction? (laughs) I like the Utes in this one, and I think they are fired up, and uh, they're playing so well. I just think they're uh, just uh, head head and shoulders above everybody else in the Pac-12 this year. So I'm going to go 35 to 14 for the Utes. Oh, you uh, prices righted me out, yeah. Yes. All right. $1. Those people, yeah. Yeah. It's the people that do the $1 more than the other bid. That's the ones that drive me nuts. <laughs> just, just, just a matter of editorial comment there. But uh, no, I kind of agree with you guys. I think Utah's playing so well and at a high level. And you know, I thought uh, the Arizona State game took a lot of wind out of Oregon's sails. And you know, I know the Civil War last week with Oregon State is always an emotional game and all that. But Oregon just didn't seem to have it. And I don't know what the it factor is, but I think Utah has it. Whatever it is, was that confusing enough? But I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Utah possibly like forty-two twenty-eight somewhere along those lines. You know, Herbert's going to present some challenges that they haven't faced, you know, as far as a really good drop-back quarterback that's a senior with all the experience that he has, and I think that might make a difference. And, you know, Kyle Whittingham said the big key to this game is going to be watching Utah's defensive line go against Oregon's offensive line. You know, arguably they're both the best in the nation, and uh, Jody, you've watched a lot of football. An experienced offensive line can make things difficult. Yeah, I mean, it really can, because that can open up the run game. It gives your quarterback some time to uh, to find his receivers. I I don't know because yeah, the the Utes defense they're off their defensive line they're all NFL guys and right. then you go back and their linebackers have been terrific and their their defensive backfield has been amazing I mean there's just not a weakness on this Utah defense so I man I just like the Utes chances twenty you're giving them twenty eight points wow well I'm thinking they'll get they get things locked away and maybe let the reserves <laughs> in that's what I'm thinking no they're fighting for their football playoff chance. I think they'll just take the W. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, they would be, but, but I think this is a, another area where the style points could help. So yeah, and you know, I could go forty-two fourteen just as easy because I could see uh, Utah shutting it down, and obviously, but I just don't see uh, style points is the big issue here. It's getting the win, and they'll do whatever it takes. And uh, you know, it remains to be seen if Oregon saw something from the USC film against Utah about throwing the ball and throwing it over coverage and stuff. Now, there's a lot of factors here. Joe, do you think it's going to come down to the trenches, the O line, and the D line? Yeah, I think that's the matchup to watch. You got Sewell over there, one of the best offensive linemen in the country for Oregon. And uh, I think Utah's defensive line is going to have a handful with him, but uh, I think it really should be a really good matchup. What do you think, Oz? Do you think there's a one pivotal part to the game, or do you think it's the whole ball of wax? And, and is there a lot of pressure on the Utes going into this? There should be some pressure. They should be feeling it. And, you know, I th- we kind of alluded to, you know, the fact that the, they take it one game at a time. But we also saw Kyle Whittingham after the the last game say, hey, Alabama lost, and the place went crazy in the locker room. So they are keeping an eye on everybody else at the same time, so I'm sure they feel some pressure there. Um, but as far as the the Oregon game itself, I think, yeah, it's going to be a holistic matchup, just everything coming together. I laughed when I saw that video of, of Kyle saying, yeah, Alabama lost, and the, the locker room goes crazy. Yeah. As Joe had mentioned earlier, I mean, Kyle's always saying, yeah, we're not paying attention, you know, we're just... They this, totally this are. This week's game. <laughs> they totally are. But yeah. I loved it, because that's okay. That's We want to keep focused, and outside the locker room, that's the message. But inside the locker room, of course they're paying attention. 
Yeah, so it's interesting, and, and I usually am the lucky guy that asks the question every week what he thinks about what's going on outside the Pac-12. So we'll see what he has to say Tuesday afternoon. I think we know what he's going to say when the rankings come out, but uh, it still comes down to what Tyler Huntley said all along. They have to keep winning, and and a lot of the players think things will just take care of itself if they take care of business on the field, and that's probably the plain, simple, short answer to everything. I like but, how Kyle, uh, <laughs> you asked him if it was stuck in his craw, and he's like, what is that even mean? What is a craw? <laughs> I went with lots the of weird colloquial expressions. Yeah, yeah. And some reason, my East High education, I know a lot of that stuff. So, or I think I do anyway. But uh, all right, guys, I guess we'll wrap this up. Hey, Jody, uh, let's just remind everyone to subscribe to the newsletter. What do you got this week? Yeah, this week we have five interesting statistics that uh, fans are going to want to check out every Wednesday. Uh, the newsletter drops into your email box conveniently. Just go to Deseret.com and subscribe to the Ute Insiders newsletter. You won't uh, regret it. No, Jody does a great job with that. We encourage you to do that, uh, guys. Thanks for joining us this week, and I want to thank our listeners. And just a reminder that. The podcast is sponsored by Mr. Mac. We appreciate them uh, giving us this opportunity to talk Utah sports with you. And until next time, folks, we'll talk to you later.